you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave. Dave Damashek, what's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 165 of the Dave Damashek football program. Available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Sheck. S-H-E-K. I was about to say there's a lot to discuss, but that would be lying. And as you know, here in Studio 66, the one and only rule we have is no jive talk. We have officially reached the dead zone of the sports calendar. All we have now is baseball and looking forward to NFL kickoff. Let's talk about what's going down in the greatest sport of them all, the game called life. We'll do so with our pals from the Around the League Debate Club Mark Sessler and Dan Hanzoos, what's the poop, fellas? It is great to be back. On uh, the show. I mean, that's please try again. I mean, I just threw it out there. Do you see what I did to the audience? I don't want to jive anybody. Right. Do we have a lot of sports to talk about right now? No, we don't. <laughs> so what I did essentially was I unbuckled my belt, I dropped my zipper. I pulled my pants down, and I stood nude in front of the world, <laughs> at least to the listeners out there in the world. And I want to provide still an entertaining show. Your energy, well, that's why the, Dan the, Hanzoos, That's why the was response lackluster. was so uncomfortable, because, uh, you know, you were nude in front of me. What am I supposed to say? What's the poop, fellas? Mark Sessler, you try. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the, the fair answer is we're here. Because we need to be. There's not a lot of content to discuss, so we just kind of piled into the room. We're going to do our best to help you out. All right. Is that you guys, what you're looking for? No, you guys <laughs> yeah. have no future in marketing and or public, public relations or publicity or whatever else. I'm going to try one last time. Let's see if the man who traveled all the way from across the Atlantic Ocean many moons ago now and is currently our Miami Dolphins fan here on the podcast, it's Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. What's the poop with you? I am very well indeed, thank you, Dave. It's great to be here. That's jolly. Well, no, I, that's, you know, I do that's my best. canned. No, yeah, it's that was not. Canned. It's not canned. And I'll tell Sounds you like why. Sounds like a sound bite. I take issue with the fact there's nothing going on. I'm excited. The top ten players in the NFL, the ah. official list, the ultimate list, will be unveiled in a couple of days' Sounds time. Like a guy How that could has you not be excited? You How could you not be excited about that? <laughs> you say shill, Hanzoos. I say hero. Thank you. So I guess we uh, we part ways on that Thank one. Thank you. Handsome Hank, it's a pleasure to see you around the league, boys. Nice to see you. And, of course, back behind the glass now, 
all fresh from uh, his second straight week of actual work after another vacation. <laughs> it's Black Tie, the producer. What's the poop with you, Black Tie? What's happening, fellas? Yeah, there you, there he is. <laughs> so, what do you want to talk about, Black Tie? It's your show. What, do, what should we kibitz about? I think maybe we could maybe take a call or two. We don't do nearly Ooh. enough of that here in Studio Sixty Six. First, though, let's start with what's going down in, like you say, the top one hundred coming up. Wednesday and Thursday, we finally have counted it all the way down from 100 all the way to 11. Now only 10 precious spots remain Wednesday and Thursday night. It'll be revealed for you on NFL Network. Make sure you tune into that as well as the recap show, mainly because I'm on it. Oh, and also Warren (laughs) Sapp's on it. And Warren Sapp, uh, in the news a little bit, Tiki Barber says he's an idiot. I want to talk about that, but all right, we're we're into the top 100 here, Handsome Hank, and we put it to a poll last week. After each of us, you, Hanzus, Adam Rank, Black Tie, and myself put together our top ten lists. The players have gotten it all wrong. If you haven't been watching the top 100 list, this is a list voted on annually by current players. One-third of the league voted on it. So if you're upset about the uh, about uh, the results, get upset with your favorite players because they're the ones who created this thing. We each did our own. You can look at them again, nfl.com slash Shaq, S-H-E-K. Han, uh, Sessler, you didn't do one. Give us your top five. Oh, and by the way, we put it to a poll of who got it the most right. I encourage you to review it by a landslide. Damashex was the favorite list. Why do you throw your hand into this? Shenanigans. Yeah. People just vote because it's your blog. I mean, it's like, I don't yeah, know about that. Who came second? I don't know about that. Who what, came did, it, did it count when, uh, when the, the home team wins a, a playoff game, so what? So what? So it's on my blog. So what? It doesn't count any less if, it's, if it happened on home turf or on the road. You understand what I'm saying? Who came second? Handsome Hank, Hank did. did. Handsome Hank came in second First place. loser. Black Tide did not come in. Black Tide did not come in last. Dan Hanzus did. Deep, <laughs> deep in the cellar. Wait, you mean Dan Hanzus? He had some Matt Ryan on the list, I believe. Yeah, Dan Hanzus had. Why did people dislike your list so much? It went Aaron Rodgers one, Peyton Manning, Adrian Peterson, Tom Brady, Calvin Johnson, J.J. Watt, Drew Brees, Von Miller, Matt Ryan, and Darrell Revis. What was not to like about that? I thought you got it pretty good. That seems solid to me. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. All right, you didn't weigh in, Sessler. Who do you have in your top five? All right, top five. I mean, I, it's easy number one for me. I go Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Like number two, I go Adrian Peterson based on not only the comeback from last season but just how valuable he is to that team. Um, number three, I will go Tom Brady. Similar reason. Number four, Calvin Johnson. And I'm going to uh, have a tie at number five between Peyton Manning and Darrell Revis. I believe he will make a full recovery. A tie? Yep. Can't do that. I don't Ties. think that's acceptable. This you can't sports. have a tie. But I like your. I, I like what your. I, I like where your head's <laughs> I at. I came though, up but. with this with a twelve second. <laughs> you gave me twelve seconds to come up with this. Handsome Hank, who should be number one? I know we are uh, obviously I'm, have your I'm, list there. I'm my list, and I'm sticking. I haven't changed. There's a lot of things I don't tend to be able to stick with my mind at any one time. But Aaron Rodgers is still the number one player. Last Thursday, I thought it. I still think he didn't do anything over the weekend. That changed my mind. It is definitely going to be Adrian Peterson. I am absolutely Why? certain of this because the players voted on it. And a- Adrian Peterson, they have the greatest admiration for a guy who can return in the way he did. That was a, that was a big deal. I think Peyton Manning, for the same reason, is going to be ahead of Aaron Rodgers. What do you think, Hanzus? Is it getting it right to say Peyton Manning? I know what your answer is, but is it right to put Peyton Manning ahead of Aaron Rodgers as we sit here in between 2012 and 2013? Uh, no. Uh, Peyton Manning ahead of Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Why would we do that? 
I because I have a hunch that that's what the players are going to do. They admire the comeback. They 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 like uh, yes. the idea. Yeah, of, I see what you're saying because the players understand what it takes to get on the field and and then perform at a high level. But I think um, Aaron Rodgers is pretty much perceived as the greatest quarterback in the league right now. And I, although the players have gotten a lot of things wrong, I think they'll get that right. Oh, no. Before, actually, like I say, on that Top 100 Reaction Show last week in there with Kurt Warner, before we started spinning, I find it fascinating. You would think that as a lay person like I am, you would think that the players would all have a similar frame of mind. But I brought up exactly that. I said, well, come on, Kurt Warner and Ryan Clark were sitting out there of the Steelers. We're sa- I said, Aaron Rodgers is uh, understood as the best player, is the best quarterback in the NFL. And he said, absolutely, Kurt Warner said, absolutely not. No, no, no. Tom Brady is the man. He's in the playoffs every single year. Ryan Clark agreed with me. It was an interesting – and the affection that guys have – for, to, to a lesser degree, Ben Roethlisberger, guys who understand that he's completely unorthodox the way he plays. He's not a traditional player. In the same sort of way, I guess, Aaron Rodgers, that guy, uh, guys like Kurt Warner admire the brain. They, you know, Kurt Warner loves Tom Brady and Peyton Manning because of the uh, analytical ability, whereas other players, you know, admire the athleticism. And Kurt Warner sort of almost condescends about that. Well, that's what you—that's you, because your eyeballs are telling you that because you like his athleticism. That doesn't make him a better quarterback. There's merit in that, Sessler. How say you? I would be interesting to see what the reaction to Brady is this season. That he has essentially no wide receivers outside of Amendola right now, and if Aaron Rodgers, conversely, if that turns into a running game-heavy offense where his stats decline, but for the better of the team. But let's say the Packers still went like 9-7 and seven and didn't do much in the playoffs. A lot of this is perception-based. Brady's done nothing to lower perceptions around who he is, but it's kind of popular to not put him at number one. Um, all right. I see. To me, I think that there's talk about perception and, and uh, the way we look at these guys. It's hard for us to be shaken off of a, a perception that is created. Once something is sort of gets entrenched in our brains, we don't want to give up. We, we, we hold on to that. Tom Brady, to me, is a perfect example of this. He, early in his career, delivered clutch performance upon clutch performance in the postseason, but he really hasn't done that in many moons now. You know, they. I know that they are a fluky play by David Tyree away and then, and then, then the other pass up the sideline away from having one at least one, if not two more Super Bowls. But that doesn't change the fact that Tom Brady has not played well. He didn't play well against the Ravens the year that they did win, when Billy Cundiff missed that kick. He was outplayed by Joe Flacco in that game. He was outplayed again by the Ravens this year. So I think that we don't like giving up on, on these perceptions is, is the problem. Yes, but with Aaron uh, Rodgers, let's say he, for a third season, does is unable to pull that team into the Super Bowl, does that start to creep around him, too? He did not do well against the Giants. I think it already soon. is. Kurt Warner threw exactly that. He said, what's he done since the Super Bowl? Well, he went 15-1, and one, and had it not been for a collective case of the dropsies against the Giants in that playoff game in Lambeau, they presumably would at least have gotten to the Super but Bowl. But in this room, it's like, oh, of course he's number one. Of course, I know. So what? To what is that owed? Why? What? What are we missing? That well, you you, you had him ahead of Tom. Bra- no, you you go air. We all agree. Yeah, yeah we do. But I think. It's, I don't know. I think it, when it comes down to it, I think a lot of people seem to agree that just by watching teams team failures aside, and a lot of that is on their defense, which was woeful last year. Um, if you saw the Niners game, that was kind of disgraceful. But 
you know, if you have one game to win, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers because that's a guy at the apex of his skill set right now, and he's proven that he can do it, and he's never going to shrink from the moment. The other guys, there's so many other good choices, but those are guys that are in their 30s that you know have had some bad playoff games. I Aaron Rodgers, to me, has never been a guy that's shrunk from the spotlight, and he's 28 years old. He's the guy for me right now. Right, and he's done it most recently. I mean, you talk about Brady, and you're right. He has fallen off over the years, and the perception is he's still one of the best or the best. Fallen off? But... Well, no, he's but comparatively, he hasn't done, he hasn't repeated what he was doing. He's back still a, a stats ago. machine, one, but in those big well, games, he has, he has not thing, been right. dynamite consistently. I'm not saying his performance has fallen off, but he hasn't done it in the big games. He hasn't done it in the same way that he Thank was in the clarifying. first five years of his career. I apologize, <laughs> but you know, if Rogers doesn't do it again this year, and let's say Andrew Luck, who I had on my top ten list, or RG three, or someone else comes through, then they're going to be the guy, and Rogers is going to be the one that the perception still lingers. But has he done? it for us recently and i mean in big games and what's and with uh brady one thing to keep an eye on here uh greg rosenthal pointed this out in a recent piece on around the league when you look at his numbers after gronk broke his forearm originally uh he went through the floor he was the he was a top mvp mvp candidate through the half uh way point of last season his numbers dropped they didn't score a point in the second half of that playoff loss against the ravens um, I'll be very inter- interested to see what kind of numbers Brady can put up if he doesn't have the pieces around him this upcoming season. Guys, remember last week as well, we all had a list, and the only person not to have A-Rod at the, at the number one was Adam Rank, who's not here today. He actually has a piece on NFL.com explaining why Calvin Johnson, a pick six explaining why Calvin Johnson is the best player in the NFL, so you can check that out if you're missing Adam Rank. I'll tell you, he's he's not crazy with that because the distance between himself and the second best player at his position is probably the greatest at any all with the exception of maybe Darrell Revis. If he comes back uh, as good as he was before the knee injury, then I guess uh, second Peterson. place among shutdown corners. Peterson? Nah, I don't think that's accurate. Hmm. Adrian Peterson is by far and away the most dominant runner. In I the NFL, so. yes, I don't know. He's I could... the best, but I don't think I think Dave's right. The gap between him and number hmm. two, and you, I get there. We all have different opinions on sure. who that number two might be. Is not as vast as the one that's between Megatron and Brandon Marshall. I guess. All right, let's decide it this way. <laughs> I guess. Let's play a game, and I, you know, I don't know how these players vote. I feel like on some level it's a popularity contest. Of course, that's true. Witness the fact. That Ray Lewis is always abnormally high, is, is irrationally high on these lists. You know, when it when they did the all-time list, of course, he was too high in my book. And, and, and by the way, I understand he might be the greatest middle linebacker of all time. He's certainly in the top three or four. At worst, he just creeps a little too high. And certainly given the way he played the last five years of his career, he was finding himself way too high up on the list as far as I'm concerned. Again, you know, in the top five, top six players in the NFL, of course, it's based on the, you know, the mystique around Ray Lewis. It's funny that the players, that his peers are the ones that uh, that are swayed by such things. But when it comes to popularity, Twitter is the greatest gauge, is it not? So let's play that game. Who has more Twitter followers? Black Tie, you have some names that you're gonna you're gonna throw at us here. I got some names. You guys ready? All right, do it. All right, let's do it. All right, Ryan Sapp and Michael Strahan. Obviously, there's been oh, uh, yeah. some back and forth. Right. Beef. So about, about that, Tiki Barber said that Warren Sapp was an idiot because Warren Sapp said that Simeon Rice was the greater pass rusher to Michael Strahan. Now, 
I mean, I, I, we could debate that, but this will be more fun to just see who has more Twitter followers. Yeah, that's, this is so, the way to sell it, guys. This, this is Sap this is versus Michael Strahan. Who has more Twitter followers? Well, I know Sap just hit a million because I saw he tweeted out, thanks for following me. I just got to a million. I got to think no, Strahan. Right? Strahan's got to have more. He's on a morning show that uh, that all the ladies watch, so he's got two audiences yeah. to, to tap into. He's got the Gelman heat. For uh, the live with Regis and Kelly Ripa show, I think it's he's tapping into multiple markets, uh, no pun intended. And you know, Sap, Sap, I think if you kept him as just football players, would be ahead of this, but not at this point. You're Handsome. right. Well, you're all right. All right. All right. So we'll go with Strand. All right. Strand is does have more followers, but only by uh, twenty five thousand. He's uh, a million, a million and twenty five. So. Not that much. Come on, it's Gellin. not that much. All right, next wow, one. Wow, that's really a I, – I think we agree then. That's a victory Surprising. for yeah. Sap. It yeah. is a moral yeah. victory. Yeah, yeah. All right, next one. These guys have been bickering back and forth over the last few months. NFL cornerbacks Richard Sherman of the Seattle Seahawks or the mm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers Darrell Revis, who mm. has more Twitter followers. Do we have to quickly. call him Tampa Bay Buccaneers Darrell Revis? <laughs> I'm not ready just, for that I yet. did that just to use this. It's factual. <laughs> that so hurts. Yes. All right, Hands quickly. you start. Uh, let's go with – because of Sherman's ESPN stuff and all his talking, I'm going to say that he's ahead now. I'm going to go the same. I think Revis is, is a little withdrawn on Twitter most of the time. Re- Sherman is constantly out there. Yeah, Dick Sherman's a, kind of a character, I think, and Revis is, is a little bit there, and he has been all the way through his career. So I'm, I'm going Dick Sherman. Dick Sherman, flavor of the month, Darrell Revis. That would be a terrible, like that, if Ben and Jerry's actually did that. Flavor of the month, Dick Sherman. Yeah, that would that probably wouldn't Dick do. Dick Sherman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't go well. Although I bet he'd be excited about the uh, about the honor. Uh, what's your answer, Shaq? Let's go. I'm going Revis. He's been around for much longer. All right. And obviously, guys, uh, Sherman has been been more talkative, but he Revis used to play for the Jets. He's was known as one of yes. the best cornerback in the game. He has a ton of more followers at 300 and, 368,000, and Sherman only has 143,000. into the lead. All, All right, right, go ahead next. Next <laughs> one. All right, going to do some classic here. Dan Marino, Hank's favorite uh, athlete of all time, or Joe Montana. They both tweet the second they best do. quarterback of all time. <laughs> um, I'm surprised by that. All right, Montana, we'll let you start this one, Hanson. Okay. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Please, go ahead. You already started anyway, so <laughs> please continue. Montana joined Twitter only uh, fairly recently, and uh, Danny has been on Twitter oh, tweeting out wisdom and, uh, and, and all that stuff for, I think, about two years now. I'm going to go with Daniel Constantine Marino Jr. So he's, he's, saving, <laughs> he's saving the wisdom then for Twitter because I, I haven't heard a lot of Twitter when I've watched his analysis. But anyway, that's the neither. Yeah, yeah I mean, that was kind of funny, but. Let's move on. <laughs> I'll take Marina. Only because Montana hasn't been on long enough. I have, I have no need to hear anything from Dan Marino. So I can't imagine him. guys that age have any have a have a real command of what they need to he'll say. He want to tell you about there's a golf yeah. tournament or he's he's endorsing a new type of glove. I imagine like. guys guys that are around <laughs> fifty. I feel like they probably tweet around like they, they they don't know that there's sort of rules that you need to establish what you're talking about. They just sort of use it like email. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Get a lot of that. Yeah. Hey, it takes a lot. You there's see a lot of that. The, the orphaned hashtag where it's like hashtag space. Right. Basketball. Or the hashtag <laughs> is after the word. Right. Yeah. I'm going to uh, go Montana. 
Yeah, I don't care about this one. Let's go. I, yeah, the two 50-year-old guys, I bet both have about 40,000 followers. Marino has 110, and Joe Montana only has about 50,000. Yeah, yeah. So, both, both way more than Damashek. All right, last, last football-related one. Actually, this is more like core sports. One of the NFL's most popular players, RG3, mm-hmm. or I would say probably the NBA's best player, LeBron James. How'd you come up with that comparison? Well, because, I mean, you have RG3, Redskins Nation. Everyone loves RG3. You have LeBron, who people hate, but is still fairly popular. So I actually don't know this myself. I'm about I mean, to find first out. of all, the notion that LeBron James is unpopular. Quickly, Shaq. Come on. Let's I go. Guess I, I resent when I keep reading things about LeBron James being unpopular, which is absolutely ludicrous. Because they're, I guess they're comparing him and people don't like some per, uh, older people who grew up watching Michael Jordan resent the comparison when, in fact, obviously LeBron James is the superior talent and everything else. And the whole, I'm taking my talents to South Beach, all that jazz. He's an imminently likable fella. I, yeah. I just, I don't like, I, it bugs me in a day and age when guys are doing nefarious, felonious things that because he, mis- he didn't... Uh, couch his move from Cleveland to Miami properly for America that everybody hates him now? You roll your eyes, Sessler, but that no, was No, I just it's a classic, you know, viewpoint from a guy from Pittsburgh that has just enjoyed one success after the other. No, I, my heart goes out to the people of Cleveland. Sure. I think LeBron was mismanaged. I think someone got in his ear or people got in his ear and said, this will be great. People will love this. It'll be like an event for you and you'll be able to raise money and it's great. And as I've said before, and I'll say again quickly, I feel like it was an act by the proletariat and the working class of the NBA, namely LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade, got together and they said, who needs the man? We don't need the bourgeoisie to determine our fate. We (laughs) shall do it. And we will collect ourselves. We will gather. America will rally behind us. The only missteps were the were the way he presented it. The whole not one, not two, all that stupidity. But even prior to that, the announcement, all he had to do was say Cleveland in, in a sober sort of way in front of the whole event. The day or two or a week before, just announced, people of Cleveland, state of Ohio, I shall love you forever. But it cannot work with the with as pre- presently constructed i am not going to resign with you now let the games begin cleveland people like dummies They're, it's as though they walked in like a, like they walked in on lebron with another woman they walked in now they feel like a heel wait we gathered around tvs to hear the announcement to hear you shun us now we feel shame on top of everything else not just uh, rejected but now public humiliation that was the bad thing. Plus, Miami, had he gone to Chicago or somewhere like that, people might get into it. This Don't was- you give me the exception. <laughs> no one asked what all history of the decision. Come uh, on. I wanted to say Come something. <laughs> well, clearly, LeBron James has to have way more followers than anybody in the NFL. Yeah, well, He's the a great sports star there is. Has yeah, yeah. to. Must well, be. The M- yeah, the NBA is uh, on top of everyone else in terms of social media. So, LeBron. All right, uh, that actually was a huge landslide. I never probably should have put it up. <laughs> no, LeBron, you should have. LeBron's close to nine million, and RG three is almost at one million. It's not even close. All right, <laughs> I don't quickly, even know where that came from. That quickly one. then, uh, movies. Let's do movies. Let's do some. Uh, He's movie not stars. the biggest star in the NFL. Who is? I mean, well, whoever, I'm trying to go with someone trendy, social. Because honestly, the best players in the NFL aren't really on Twitter. Like the Brady's, Manners of the world. Roger a lot of your quarterbacks are not on Twitter. Yeah, I guess Adrian Peterson is on. Drew Brees. 
True. Hell Moving yeah. on to movies. <laughs> two of the uh, guy, two two actors who have movies coming out right now who have been you know in the box office a lot this year. The Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who posts his crazy <laughs> diet and workouts because right now he's filming Hercules. He's such a monster. And <laughs> Hank's favorite celebrity name, Channing Tatum. Ooh, that's a good one. That Who is a pretty good one. Yeah, because they cut so. Yeah, they're both brawny leading men. Sessler, I'm, I'm going to go The Rock because I You're think You're a brawny he, writer at I am NFL.com. A, yeah. I am a brawny uh, blogger of hey, sorts. New <laughs> rules for this one. It's the last one but new rules. One answer from you guys. So you guys huddle up, figure stuff out. And, no, uh, it's a competition. I'm in the lead. I'm in the lead here. At this stage. Uh, all right, whatever. I just thought I'm undefeated, in fact, so mm. far. I'm going The Rock. He's got his wrestling people from years past. He's got his subpar acting career fans. And he's sort of this. Yeah, the uh, wrestling thing. Yeah, that could be tough. Channing Tatum. I just, geez. as an aside, no one uh, from anywhere apart from America would name themselves either The Rock or Channing Tatum. <laughs> like that just doesn't happen anywhere else. It's a great country, right? It's, I it's doubt. Great. I think if we went to England, I bet you we'd find oh, a lot more people named names. Channing and Tatum. No, no, no. There's not a single person well, we in England called Channing Tatum or Channing. They really? might be the Tatum family, maybe there, but there's no one called Channing. I can tell you that right now. Hmm. Um. Uh. Uh, the Rock, definitely. He's because he's got two careers, right? All right. Well, I'm going to put myself out there. I could just I could just go along with you, and I would win this game because I haven't missed one yet. Right. But because I like to roll the dice, I'm going to go with Channing Tatum. He's on the cover of People magazine as the world's sexiest man. It's funny. So, hero move. That it's funny that, that you make that decision. It's funny that you reference Thank People you. magazine. It's courageous. Courageous. Because I think people are underrating. Um, the 43-year-old mothers that adore Channing Tatum mm-hmm. as a sexual god. That so I am going to also... He's the biggest movie star Danishek right now, this. isn't he? He's, is he? he's like the number one. I, he's crazy I would popular think so. right now. I think he's he would be the popular, number one. But he's not the number one. There's the Brad Pitts of the world and no, Tom Cruise. So. I think Channing Tatum is probably the... The Channing number Tatum. Every right time now, someone says that name, it just it makes me laugh. Right. But Channing the forty-three-year-old mothers on Twitter, there's a, that's right. a Tatum huge is my yeah. answer and Hanzus's. I do think you guys are wrong on the movie thing. The Rock has like four movies in the top ten over the past ah, six he's months. The worst. He's, I mean, yeah, but it's still, he's still pumping out movies that are making money ridiculously. So I think he actually has the ups right now on that. As and far you as are so go, wrong about that. <laughs> no, I, right. I don't know. In terms of like movie popularity, like The Rock. The Rock has had four movies in the top ten for like. If you four said, if you said to any studio right now, any major movie studio, I, you can either make a movie with The Rock or Channing Tatum, and we'll figure it out from there. I you guarantee you, say? Tatum would Tatum. be. No, the they'd answer. say, let's look at who the, who's got the most Twitter followers. That's right. That's, that's how right. we'll decide. <laughs> or maybe they they caught the Dave so Damashek football was, program, and yeah. and they already know the answer. All right. So the answer here is, Channing Tatum has about five hundred thousand less. Oh, than the Rock. Ah, even no. though, even though he has about a thousand more tweets, the Rock as well also follows nobody and has five. He doesn't. Why would he need to? So I don't hey, know. Wasn't didn't the Rock break the Get news? Get the phone. That, we have phoners calling in, guys. <laughs> didn't oh, we have a black tie? Or I'm sorry, Hansus just tweeted out, "Call in," and now the phone is ringing. So I guess we'll take some calls here. This is exciting. We don't do it nearly enough. Probably on Greg the, Rosenthal on the DDFB. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Where are my guys? I need them back down here to crank out some more noise. About um, nothing. Didn't The Rock break the news that Bin Laden um, oh, was dead? Oh, smoking gun. Yes, he did. He broke Bin Laden dead. I didn't know that. Had I known that, then that would have changed my answer. I didn't know it at the time that I made the answer. 
I mean, I remember. He probably picked up three million Twitter followers yeah. off that alone. Yeah. All right, guys, real quick before we get to Clint from Indiana on the line. Uh huh. Really quick, rapid fire. Who has more followers, Zeus or Sessler? Uh, this is our tiebreaker. Yes. Because now we're all tied up. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I can't even do the math anymore. Quickly, guys, let's go. Quick, let's go. It's got to be Hanzus. I've tweeted out Hanzus's name recently because he's been on the show more. Sessler's been MIA, so I'm going to go with Dan Hanzus. <laughs> you really have a lot of faith in your. Uh... Your tweets, don't yeah. you? No, I just I, I he's been on the podcast more, and that's uh, so I figure that uh, that maybe encourages hey. followers. I tweeted out Mark Sessler a lot recently, just for the sake of it. So I'm going to go with Mark Sessler. I'm actually <laughs> surprised to say this, guys. I'm not surprised who's in the lead. I'm surprised by how much. It's not even Sessler has about three thousand more followers. Of course he does. Even though he tweets. At a lesser pace. I'm wow. just, but it's wiser. It's wiser. That's the. Well, that's I'm, however, I'm more counterculture. Sessler does follow a lot more people, so he's probably getting a lot of follow back love. Team follow back. Have you guys ever, ever heard about team follow back? <laughs> no. Guys I don't even know what you're talking about. What is that? People that follow you and instantly ask you to follow them back. Like, hey, I followed you. Well, why? Follow I don't play that I don't game. understand why. What's the point Sessler of following might have everybody? Some of that going and you, on. If, you, if you just follow noise. a thousand people, then you would see nothing. Then you right. you you end up not reading anybody. Why you, do you do that? You Mark? choose. That's the beauty of Twitter. Is you choose <laughs> twenty or thirty. I, I follow I, I follow sixty people now though, for for uh, a reason because then. You can you, you see the the voices that you right. want to hear from. Right. Yeah, that's really how quick. I feel. I follow I follow my people for news. I, I write posts off of following my own Twitter. All right, all right. Let's get the. But Dan guys. and I are a team. Oh, who's the that's most true, famous okay? person following you? Uh, Adam Schefter. Really? Wow, that's a pretty good one. I don't as have Schefter. As of yesterday, uh, Drew Rosenhaus. Wow, yeah, Drew's following me too. I got Deshaun exciting. Goldson a couple days ago. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. I just he seems to be well, on that's, a run. That's that's. I'm afraid that's his pub publicity. They followed. Oh, oh, sorry, thanks, guys. Thanks, Hank. Pull wow. back the cut in there. All right. What is it, Black Tie? We got Clint we got from Indiana. Clint from Indiana on the line. Yep. Clint, what's the poop, fella? Uh, nothing much. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> what a pleasure to speak with you, sir. Yes, thank you. I had a question about movies and TV in general. If they set up, like, a big tournament, like I know Bill Simmons' website does, if they set up a tournament for, like, which action hero, if they were fighting another action hero, who would ultimately win? Because a lot of times when I'm watching, like, James Bond or Rambo, I'm thinking, if James Bond went up against Rambo, who would win? So I was thinking, who's the ultimate Superhero or fighter. Well, no, no, no. Let's. Clint, we cannot do that because that crosses a line. Action hero suggests human being. So. That's what I mean, not not superhero. Human being. In fact, I was thinking, I I saw World War Z. I saw it yesterday. And I was thinking about, uh, give it uh, uh, a scale of 1 to 10. Give it a number. Uh, I'd say about a 7. That's exactly what I would give it. It was a strong picture. All right. Now, you have to create divisions here. Now, there are okay. zombies, you know, like what What if the zombies and the robots all got in a fight? They're both, both very popular villains right now. What if they fought? Who would win that one? I was thinking about that. But all right, same thing. They're completely different. Superheroes have a difference. You know, they're made mm-hmm. out of steel and oh, so Oh, yeah, you on. can't include those. No, 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 no. Yeah. So let's say like James, Jason Bourne against James Bond. I mean, who okay. Oh, that's I mean, a I tough go, matchup. I go, Jan- I, I, I go Jason Bourne. Bauer. Uh, not messing with Jack Bauer. No, Jason Bourne would beat James Bond. I think that. Or do you go? Or do you yes. go? Um, Patrick Swayze's character in Roadhouse. 
Well, he is the best cooler in the business, so you, you so you know, he he does that, <coughs> and pain doesn't hurt him, and so that's something that he's got. You know, that's a. a an arrow in his quiver. And he brings his own medical file wherever he goes. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I ultimately don't think he would win out. Cesar, I'm going to start with you on this one so I can contemplate. And don't forget the the classics. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme can do some damage. Mm-hmm. You know, you could go Chaz Norris. You can go back to, to Bruce Lee. Um, Mel you know, Gibson Rambo. occasionally brought the noise. Yeah, I know. Well, see, now I've, I, I've split it out. We're not talking about a, an actor playing these guys. We're talking about the the, the performer. He's the didn't, character. He said Dalton, you know, in Roadhouse. We're not talking right. Swayze. We're talking Dalton, of course. So I am, I'm going to go Rambo. Rambo wins all. That's not a bad choice. I think he'd be ill-matched in certain situations, but... Uh, the guy is tougher than nails, and I take him over the James Bond types. He, I feel like he would deal with uh, night terrors and things of that nature that would hurt him in the long run. I have a, a guy <laughs> that I – Rambo I know is uh, – you know he's a popular favorite, I think, in this. But uh, Steven Seagal and Hard to Kill um, – very hard to kill and hard to kill. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Handsome Hank. I, gonna... I, I think the I, – I'm, I, you'd, you'd expect me to side with Bond, but yeah. actually I'm kind of with you. I think Bourne – like Bond needs all the tools that he gets given by Q and M and those all the letters, but uh, I have a feeling that Bourne could sneak up on him and really cause some serious damage, and that would be the end of the entire Bond franchise, which actually would be good because then the Bourne franchise could take over, which kind of needs. I to. wish I like Clint's question because it would be great if they would let that movie happen. Let's just have the big battle royale and have one guy win it. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I think so. So handsome and I say Jason Bourne wins yeah. all. I like the Rambo answer, but Bourne he kills people with books. I mean, he he like a, a train killer, right. not some random mm. guy, a guy who's trying to kill him, and is uh, is a world class fighter, a murderer, uh, a hitman, and and he beats him with a book. It won't. Right. How long do you think That's it would terrific. take if Bourne came in this room right now and he was so red? How long would it take him to I like the mystique. I like when they're on the phone and he's like, I've got him sitting right here. And, you know, and then they yeah. hang up and they say, yeah, we've got him held yeah. in, in Germany somewhere. They're like, your people are already dead. Yeah. And they are already <laughs> dead. And he only had was a paperclip. <laughs> That's right. It's terrific. Uh, uh, listen, enough about that. No one, no one likes Steven Seagal's unimpressive karate? <laughs> <laughs> he only knows how to use his hands. He can't even kick. His, he literally can't kick his, his no, foot up over his waist. I don't think he'd, uh, he would fare well against Bourne. All right. Neil Dutton, one of our favorites, our ambassador from Ireland. What a great supporter of the DDFP. How are you, sir? Still English. I'm still here. You're still <laughs> I thought you were Hello. Irish all this time. How are you, Neil Dutton? I'm not too bad, Dave. I'll say loving the new profile pic on Twitter. Oh, thanks so much. Yes, yes, yes. I, a shout-out to uh, to one of the great citizens of the Czech Republic. Robert Rowe sent me a little Photoshop the other day of me as Jack Lambert. It's, a, it's, it's just uh, dynamite. And he also went the extra mile and replaced, because it's a picture of Jack Lambert sitting on the sidelines, as he iconically would on top of his helmet. And, uh, and, and But he was drinking a water. No. It's replaced it with an Iron City beer. Even better. <laughs> so anyway, enough about that. Neil Dutton, how are you? What can we do for you today? You've done so much for the program over the years with Twitter and everything else. That's very kind of you to say. Thank you very much. I'm just ringing to see how you's, uh, how you's all we're getting on. Oh, well, let's start with <laughs> let's start with your countryman. How are you getting on? I'm very well, thank you, Neil. Nice of you to ask. How are you? 
I'm fine, fine. Um, my uh, my tolerant girlfriend's just looking after the uh, the baby as we speak. She's just <laughs> having a little crying fit. Okay. Would she like Obviously to join us? Obviously, excited. I was coming on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and did you? Are you a fan of? Uh, because you're English, are you? <laughs> I assume that you watch uh, Game of Thrones. I actually don't. Is that right? We talked yeah, about uh, it. What do you think? What, what's the English perspective on that? That there's a, a reemergence now of English bad guys in movies and TV. Oh, it's great. That's that's it's the roles we were born to play. <laughs> you feel it gives gravity to your people. Oh yes, it it, it, it repaints us in the evil light that we uh, were so used to having at the turn of the century. <laughs> Uh, question for you, Neil. Is Henry, is Handsome Hank automatically your favorite personality on the show simply because you share a, a homeland? Careful, Hank. Oh, or is he ranked uh, lower, perhaps? Um, I, I have to say that uh, the, the, the reason I started listening to the podcast was after I read uh, a pick six. Um, so it would have to be Mr. Rank. Adam Rank! <laughs> Upset. <laughs> that, I did not see that coming. Controversy. I, yeah, yeah. That came out of nowhere, and I think that uh, it's time we part ways. Yeah, Neil, we, 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 you're, you're cracking up. We can't really hear you at this point. That was the wrong answer. <laughs> Who do you enjoy more, Mark Sessler or Dan Hanzus? Oh, that is a tough one. Um, <laughs> Who do you think would have more Twitter followers out of the two of them? Uh, oh, I'd say Mark. I'd say Mark. Hmm. That is Am correct. That is the correct answer. No, you nailed no, it. Right you one. nailed it, actually. Yeah, you did. Who's your favorite uh, tie in the tie rack uh, among our producers? Oh, dear. This is uh, uncomfortable because <laughs> you just talked to one of them. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't possibly separate them. They're, they, they're, all, they, they're all, need, all needed and all necessary. Yeah. <laughs> necessary. necessary. How flattering, Black Tie. That was a that was a, a glowing review of your work. All right, Neil Dutton. Listen, it is a pleasure to finally catch up with you and hear your voice. Man, your accent is downright magical. I like, I like it better it than Hanks. I, I do too. I do too. Do you can you tell the difference like uh yeah. Like Pygmalion, remember right at the start of Pygmalion, Absolutely. he breaks down all the different kinds of that you can hear. Well, that guy's from South London. Right. And, uh, you, where, Neil's can you, from Liverpool. You can I was going to say, it sounds like McCartney. Yes. Mm. You can tell that that's, or of did you know? I can, the same way that you can with, with people in this country. Someone from Jersey versus Texas. I guess so. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I don't know why I'm why uh, amazed I, by that ability now to? that you put it in that light. Do you know where, Neil Dutton, do you know where Handsome Hank is from? Um, I don't actually. Uh, he has a, a, a. It's an accent that doesn't quite resonate with me. It's. A, it's. He's. A, he's a man of mystery. Is it fake? <laughs> he's like. Bob That's a real accent. Like is this, Bob is this the moment that that like Bob Benson exactly? <laughs> I get exposed. Actually, I'm from Tuscaloosa. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing's a Hanks, lie. Hanks, uh, a lie American months. accent. It always is like about Houston or in the Houston metro area. Uh, yeah. Last thing, Neil Dutton. Do you have? Uh, is it true or not the, about the pretzel thing? Because Handsome Hank contends it's very hard to get pretzels in the UK. Oh, you can get pretzels in the UK. Yeah, he's a, but Hank's a fraud. <laughs> but Neil, the point more that I was trying to make, and everyone keeps twisting my words, is why would you want to? Well, that's a I actually answer. like stale bread. So, well, well, there you go. Then, in that case, you'll love pretzels. <laughs> All right, great to talk to you, Neil, at long last, and, and uh, we'll let you go now. And, in fact, let's let all the fellas go right now, or at least the Around the League boys. Black Tie is telling me we have him on the phone from the Washington Redskins. You know him primarily as the backup to RG3, but, of course, he played some significant moments there at the tail end of the 2012 season there. 
from the Washington Redskins. He has a new book, Game Changer, Faith, Football, and Finding Your Way. It's Kirk Cousins. What's the poop, fella? I'm doing well. Looking forward to the season and uh, just working hard so that when training camp rolls around, we're ready to go. All right, I want to talk about the book in a second here. Backup quarterback, maybe starting at the at the front end of uh, of 2013. But real quick, have you been watching it all on the NFL Network, the Top 100 Players of 2013 show? I have. I've been tuning in, in and out a little bit, yep. And what did you think then? Last week it was revealed that uh, RG3, number 15 on the list, 15 among all NFL football players. How say you? Well, I think it's pretty well-deserved when you think about the season that he had this past year, winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. And um, you know, I think he's only going to get better. I mean, he's young and he's talented, and uh, he's only going to get more comfortable with the offensive system and get more comfortable understanding NFL defenses. So uh, if he's 15 now, he may be even higher next year. But um, he, certainly, he certainly took the NFL by storm last season, and I had a front-row seat to be able to watch it. It was a lot of fun. Now listen, Kirk. RG3, I agree with you, at least among his, the rookie QB class, the phenomenal class. To me, he is the number one guy there. You know, Andrew Luck doesn't complete 55% of his passes, throws 18 picks, a phenomenal rookie season, certainly. But RG3 barely turned the ball over, gets you guys to the playoffs, runs around, is dynamic and phenomenal. I understand all that, but Kirk... If I'm your PR guy, if I'm your publicist, this is the wrong angle to be taken. You got to be saying like, "Yeah, he was all right. I could do it too. We would have made the playoffs with with old cousins under center there." You see what well, I'm saying? I, 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 I do think it's my job to, uh, you know, if if I get called upon, you know, the coaches have made it very clear to me that they don't expect a drop off. They expect me to go in there and for the offense to still move just as well. And so. The coaches are coaching me and expecting me to play at a very, very high level, and so I need to expect that of myself. But my job is to play at that high level when I'm called upon to do that, and uh, hopefully that can lead to an opportunity to start somewhere down the road. But I don't think it's going to be in Washington, D.C. with the way Robert has played so well. That's an interesting thing you say, and very sort of uh, a professional 21st century mentality. So someday you understand, obviously, RG3, they're going to build the franchise around him. For you, the angle is then show what you've gotten over the next, say, three seasons, maybe, who knows, six seasons, eight seasons. At some point, you're looking for a starting gig elsewhere then. Well, I mean, I came to the NFL to hopefully play. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a backup, you know, I'm not going to get to do that that often. So to the degree that I can play, that's where I want to be. I enjoy Washington, D.C. I love being a part of the Redskins. And I feel like I'm competing for my spot simply as a backup every single day. So I don't think that I've arrived by any means. And I don't believe that I'm entitled to a backup position either. I have to work for that day in and day out. But the goal is down the road certainly to play well enough to not just be content as a backup, but to hopefully someday get the chance to start and yeah, would I love for it to be in Washington, D.C.? Absolutely. I absolutely love being a Redskin, and I want to be a Redskin for as long as I can be, but I also want to play. And like I said, with Robert being where he is in D.C., it just doesn't seem like that would be a good place for me to start. And maybe it, maybe it means i got to go elsewhere to start. Who knows? We'll see. But my job right now is to be the best backup I can be. Gotcha. Um, and don't jive me, because that's the one rule we have here in Studio 66 is no jive talk. Do you, when you're watching 2012, not just Robert Griffin III, but also the guys we mentioned there, Ryan Tannehill, Russell Wilson, all the all the other rookies having these big seasons, was there, was there a part of you that thought, man, if things would have broken a little bit differently, I bet you I could be a starting quarterback right now and be producing on the level that these guys are? 
Yeah, you know, the fact of the matter is I just couldn't control where I got drafted. You know, the teams picked me, and I couldn't tell them where to pick or how to pick, so it was out of my control. And I think anytime my mind goes there, I have to stop myself because it's wasted energy because it's energy going towards things that I can't control, and it's only going to get me frustrated. So my job, I'm going to focus my energy on what I can control, which right now is being a high, high-quality backup to the point where someone takes notice. But uh, absolutely, you know, could I have gone to a different team Do things would be different? Yeah, potentially, but that just isn't what happened. And so as a result, for me to worry about that or talk about that, I'm just going to be focusing on things that I can't control. Does any have any of the backup QBs, because I have talked to one or two guys over the years who when they're being really frank and, you know, behind closed doors, no one's obviously going to say this um, in front of a microphone, but there is something about the life of a backup QB that, and, and legitimately, a couple guys have whispered to me, you know, it's not all bad not having to play. You know, you don't have, you don't have to worry about anything going wrong, any, any injuries, and you're not going to get blamed, you're not going to get beaten up in the press. The, in fact, the press and the fans are always going to love you because they always assume the backup is the is the most popular guy in town as they say has anybody ever whispered that to you hey stick with the backup gig this is sweet well i think there's two sides of that yeah i think that uh certainly i've been told by a few veteran quarterbacks that while being a backup quarterback right now may be a little bit frustrating they've told me that all it's doing is adding years to your career on the back end which Hmm. um i can i can see what they mean now i also can understand being a veteran having been a guy who who was a starter and who did get beat up quite a bit and who did get hit by the media quite a bit um, to now be in a role where you're a backup and you've had your chance to start and you've had your chance to show what you can do, to now be a back off and sort of ri- back up and sort of ride off into the sunset, I can understand the enjoyment there. But as a young player who hasn't been beat up yet, who hasn't been crushed by the media, who hasn't experienced those things and still wants an opportunity to show what I can or can't do, uh, I think that you know to be content as a backup or to say it's not that bad of a gig, I think is a is not the perspective for me as someone who's such a young player. I I do want to play. I feel like. Um, I'm healthy, I'm ready to go, and at least want to show what I can do. And then, sure, if I can't do it and can't get it done and prove that over the long haul, then, yeah, probably the backup gig isn't too bad. But right now, I still want to see, you know, can I do it? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you're obviously at practice. You feel like RG3, you've uh, you've gone on record as saying you think he is going to be under center for week, for week one. What have you noticed, obviously, as you're, as you're going through the playbook, if it is revised at all? What do you think they're doing to tailor the offense to, to make uh, RG3 a little more traditional? And really, on a personal level, how, what, do, what do you think about that? Obviously, so dynamic with all those runs, but you want him to have a good long career and, and not get banged around so much i don't think there is a whole lot of tailoring the offense to protect him when you think about it you know taking a step drop on third and ten is about as dangerous as you can get for a quarterback so to become a pocket passer i don't believe is making you any safer as a quarterback i think to run the zone read and take off you have an ability to see who's coming to hit you and you can slide you can get down you can get out of bounds you can avoid hits when you're a quarterback taking a seven step drop you have very little ability to see who's about to hit you and come after you and and uh, when you're taking those kind of drops and trying to stand in there, that's when I think you're vulnerable to a lot of pressure and a lot of hits. So I would say to tailor the offense to Robert to become more pocket passer, I think he's only going to be susceptible to just as many, if not more, hits. And um, to keep the offense the way it's been, as long as we're sliding and getting out of bounds, I think it's not putting us in a dangerous situation at all. 
I think you're 100% right. This is something I've been saying. Yes, the the guys who run around, they get banged up and people wring their hands about it. But witness the fact Peyton Manning missed a whole season. Tom Brady missed essentially a whole season. Ben Roethlisberger gets knocked around pretty much every year. Yes, QBs who are pocket passers also happen to get nicked up uh, time and again. So so I agree with you on that. Uh, last thing, tell us what the book's all about. Game Changer, Faith, Football, and Finding Your Way. What inspired this book? Yeah, this book was uh, brought to me, the, the opportunity to write it was brought to me after I gave a speech at the Big Ten kickoff luncheon back in the summer of 2011. And the speech I gave there ended up being a big hit and it went on YouTube for several hundred thousand views. And uh, as a result, some people approached me and said, would you think about maybe expanding the content of your speech and putting it into a book that you could gear towards young people to really help them find their way to find the right way and to have a real positive impact on them and that was an opportunity that I want to take advantage of being a professional athlete you have a great platform to do a lot of good things and this was one of those opportunities so put pen to paper and started writing and uh, Game Changer is, is the product I came came out with after about a year's worth of work so we're excited to announce the release of the book today and hoping to get it in the hands of as many people especially young people as possible and try to really help kids uh, find their way and be able to make the right kind of decisions that they're going to be proud of later in life. Man, I have try. I, I am a writer nominally, and I cannot imagine writing a book. That seems like an undertaking that I would do, and I, I would just never finish it. How many pages is the book? The book's, I believe, a little bit over 190 pages. And um, you know, when you're passionate about something, when you have a when you have a driving passion, when you have a desire to, to put pen to paper, it's not as bad as one might think. But there's no doubt it's a big undertaking. It's a big commitment, and. Um, I am glad it's finished and a little relieved that it's that it's over now. And hmm. it's just a matter of getting the word out and getting it into the hands of as many people as possible. Um, and, uh, and of course, you're a Michigan State Spartan. I've observed that there, for some reason, do you guys talk about this in the Michigan State locker room or in the quarterback meetings? Why is it that Michigan State has such an ability to produce backup quarterbacks in the NFL? Have you noticed that Tony Banks and uh, uh, Drew Stanton and, uh, and my, you know, the, na- the list of names is escaping me, but have you guys talked about it? Yeah, you know, hopefully, we, we, I've never really put a thought to that. Obviously, you have a point with Drew Stanton and Brian Hoyer currently having been. Yeah, Brian Hoyer, the right. NFL, and Jim Miller had a good career in the NFL for a long time, uh, both as a starter and a backup. And I don't know. I think, that, you know, that's the nature of quarterbacking is for a lot of years, guys are going to bounce around. You're going to have journeymen. You're going to have guys who get a chance to start and then fall back to being a backup and then get another chance to play. And that's just the nature of the position. But I think to have Michigan State guys in the NFL on a regular basis at the quarterback position, says a lot about the program there's only so many guys in the world who can make it to the nfl and to have you know three currently in the nfl from the same school and, and to have had several in the past i think says a lot about not only michigan state but the big 10 conference as a whole in terms of the talent and the football that, that is being played there big 10 football michigan state have a shot at the uh, crown in 2013 i think they do i think that you know they're a little bit more of a dark horse than maybe in ohio state but um with the defense they have returning i expect them to be in every single game they play and uh, their schedule looks pretty favorable, so I would expect them to be right there down the stretch and potentially be seeing Ohio State in December against, uh, you know, in, in, in that Big Ten Championship game. Well, I didn't go to an SEC school. I went to Indiana University, and even there, I know that Big Ten football is grand. There's nothing better to do on a Saturday afternoon in the Midwest than go watch the Hoosiers play Sparty and usually lose that game but i but let's not get bogged down with that good luck with the book man good luck with the 2013 season and getting prepared whether you're starting or backing up uh and uh and uh, hope we can catch up with you at some point soon all right thanks for having me on appreciate it Dave, Dave 
there he goes. Kirk Cousins. Good to yap with him. Seems like a nice fella. Handsome, what do you think about, though? I, I, I get it if you're his age. You want to be a backup Q. I mean, you want to be a starting QB and see what you have and all that. But that's a pretty sweet gig, isn't it? The oh, backup yeah. QB? Backup QB sounds like it would be a good place to be. If you could be anything, if you could choose the sport, what would you? What would be the one position in sports you would play? Quarterback is the is the greatest. But position I mean, where would you be? Yeah. Well, to me, I would be. I'd be like, I'd be a platoon outfielder in baseball because first of all, then you you just get to sit there a lot of that. Even if you're playing, you get to sit down half the time. Right. And. You know, if you're a platoon guy, then you, I, I only play against righties or whatever. Right. Then I get to fool around all the time. You know, I get to sit up, or see. even be in the dugout. Or instead of being in the dugout, if you're a relief pitcher, you're not even near the skipper. You're, the boss isn't even in the place where you are. You're out on an island by yourself fooling around with fans and everything. Right. Maybe you dispatch one of them if they seem uh, trustworthy. Hey, give me a hot dog, you know, and a beer, too, kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I get it. Uh, I think, I mean, like, I'm probably not as lazy as you generally, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I mean, if I, if you want me to take that route, then I think um, punters and kickers they tend to you watch too them much at practice. Pressure. Yeah, but you watch them at practice on a daily. I mean, like the pressure is going to come for anyone, in, in that mm-hmm. someone's going to make a mistake. But with uh, punter and kicker, you watch them in practice every day. They're fooling around. They're doing trick shots. They're doing all. Kind, they're not. They're not practicing per se. Yeah. Their job is sixty minutes on Sunday, and like you say, there may be like every three weeks they may have a pressure kick to make. Pretty. And if fun. you're a punter, not even that. Black tie. I would have to go with uh, footballer. Let me guess. You're going to be a striker or a yeah. or a well, midi I, or a midi was, on a team. I was uh, I was a right winger in my day, but I'm not as in shape as I used to be. So I'm probably going to go with a goalie, but a goalie, a goalkeeper that takes free kicks and corner kicks. So one of those like the cool, one. Yeah, that's that's been that in the past. that happens at the end of the game. Well, no, there's been some goalkeepers like the Colombian goalkeeper. I forget his name. It escapes me right now. I think he had the crazy here. He would take the teams. Free kicks and penalty kicks, like, throughout the whole game. That was his thing. So I would be that guy. I would be the eccentric goalkeeper that takes your team's free kicks and penalty kicks. Interesting. I, uh, by the way, speaking of goalies and such, uh, the NHL champions for 2012, your Chicago Blackhawks with a uh, remarkable little 17-second stretch there where they turned a loss into a victory and not just a victory, but like I say, the Stanley Cup. So uh, kudos to them. And uh, Bla- Bla- you're handsome, Hank, you're over the moon. That's over with. Well, I look, I I tried to. Sorry, I, Rene, Rene, Rene Higuita was his name, the Colombian goalkeeper. I just had to say. That. Oh yeah, I nobody tried. cared. Yeah. No. Um, I I tried to watch that um, ice hockey stuff last night, uh-huh. and, and I have watched it before in person. I think it's it's terrific. But I was watching on TV, and I wasn't really concentrating. I was multitasking um, by also having a drink. And every time I looked up, I was like, wow, this this game's really fast. And then I'd w- been watching it, I'm not joking, for 15 minutes when I realized that what I thought was the puck was like a black thing, that was a tiny black thing that was on my TV screen. And actually, I'd been following the game and was wondering why they were all <laughs> like skating around the puck rather than... Not nice. Not nice, handsome, yeah, Hank. It's a great that. sport and, uh, and fooey to you is what I say. Hey, uh, take the kids to see Monsters University. I'm going to give that one. I said earlier, World War Z, I give it a 7. 
Um, it's a fine zombie picture, mm-hmm. fast zombies, which is uh, which I'm partial to over the slow moving, clunky yeah, ones. Slow zombies, isn't it slow. interesting how movies? We inform- gotta break down those zombies, though. Well, like- it's fun. It's fun, like the way that zombies or that movies inform other movies. You know that that, that there are certain rules, and in fact, the mythology of, for instance, vampires. When movies deviate from that, like it's written down. It's a, it's now you you can't. Then, as a movie maker, a TV show maker, you don't get to play fast and loose with those things. Like, sometimes in movies, they'll hold up a mirror, and the guy can see himself, the vampire can see himself, and they'll say, oh, that's just made up, because right. it suits the story. It's like, no, no, no. It's 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 law. That mythology exists. You yeah. cannot change that a, right. on a whim. Same, Same thing, with- but with zombies, you really only have movies. And what's funny is sometimes they're fast-moving now, which is an upgrade, I right. think. And I think you're allowed to do that because there isn't some previous thing about it. But I, it is funny. The one thing that they all stick to is that and sometimes they bite you on the wrist and sometimes they eat you whole and all, all that. The one thing that they all have is they all move that herky-jerky yeah, like, they, like, they, like they have palsy. You know, yeah. they all, all zombies, no matter how fast they move, they, 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 you know. Because they, they, they're dead. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, so what? what do you know? I don't know the properties of the undead. Well, any better than you. How do you? Well, how would you classify White Walkers then? Are they zombies? Are they no, what they're type of zombies? They're, 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 I don't they even are. know what they are. The White Walkers. Game are they Thrones. zombies? Well, no. I th- I think they're a different type of monster entirely. You do. Yeah. But were they previously but human? Because like, yeah, because that's I why so. whenever you kill someone beyond the wall, you have to burn them so they don't they don't come oh, back. Oh right, to right, right. Yeah. See, that's another piece of mythology from Game of Thrones I've completely <laughs> it didn't register with me. So the White Walkers are former human beings, and if you get killed way up north, that's what happens to you. Yeah, that's why they burn people Same they as kill. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wonder if um if Usain Bolt was would, was a zombie, would he be faster than others? Like, wow. That, that would be interesting, That is it? a like, heavy question. Here's Deshaun Jackson, the zombie Deshaun Jackson. Would he be significantly faster than, say, you if you were a zombie? I, I mean, I reckon so, yeah. yeah. That, that, that only stands to reason. It does. Because, you know, I delight, and this makes me a bad human being, but obviously, to your point... You know, if a if a twenty two year old guy is crossing the street, I have no compunction about not slowing down for him. I mean, he <laughs> needs to learn a lesson, right? But I I apply so then I feel like a hypocrite if I slow down for other people. And to be honest, I also am extra delighted when it's like a fifty six year old woman <laughs> who has to kind of try to hustle and she yeah. and it's like, well, oh, she's never run in her life, maybe, right. or at least since she was maybe a preteen is the last time she broke out of anything quicker than a than a fast walk. There, right. I like when they have to hustle across the street and they, they wiggle, uh, <laughs> just sort of sort of get themselves out there, right. jiggle across the street. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I especially like to do that to uh, to Paula Dean, which reminds me <laughs> of uh, a new show I've come up with. It's called The White House, and it's a reality show. And we put all celebrity racists in one house, and we put it somewhere on the south side of Chicago. And then we see <laughs> what starts happening when it gets really real. We put Mel Gibson in there. Yep. We put Dog the Bounty Hunter in there. Rob Parker. We put them all down there. You know, the corny guy. We do all that stuff. And I think this would be a good uh, reality show. that would show. be interesting. It would do well on, Fo- on uh, Fox News, yes? All right. But anyway, the point is Monsters University gets the vote for me 
um, among the summer fair that I uh, that I've seen in the last uh, in the last fortnight or so. It's a good. Uh, it's maybe even better than the than the original. Did you see the first? I did one? see the first one, and now I have kids. I'd like to take my son for his first ever movie theater um, experience. Maybe that's oh, the, maybe delightful. that's the show. Oh, it's really great. You'll love it. You think? It. You think I yeah, should do that one? Yeah, it's just uh, you know. It's it's cute seeing your your little person sit in there in a big person's chair with those glasses on and everything, eating the popcorn. Yep. It's terrific. They have movies in England, right? <laughs> yes, they, they do. They cool. come to England. All right. Well, listen. I think we've said more than enough here. Now, thanks to Kirk Cousins, thanks to the Around the League fellows. Of course, look them up at NFL dot com slash Around the League. They're reporting on all the news as it goes down here. And believe it or not, there is football news to be had. And uh, handsome Hank, of course. A pleasure to see you. Oh, and by the way, I was on Adam Carolla's podcast on Monday night. Dig that one up with David Allen Greer. It was uh, solid gold as usual. So dig that one up too. Uh, oh, and on July first, the uniform bracket begins. We've been uh, we've been working on that. We're finally going to figure out, at least for your vote, by your vote, who the best uniform is. Of course, I've already told you who the best NFL uniform is. But we're going to turn it over to you, people, and let you decide who the best NFL uniform. Sixty-four teams. 32 currents plus the best version, by my assessment at least, the best version of uniform in each franchise's history. So be on the lookout for that starting, um, like I say, on July 1st, next Monday, I guess that is. So uh, you can uh, look for that. And we did some videos for it and all sorts of uh, hooey and applesauce. So make sure you vote on that. All right. Announce enough. Top 100 show coming up. Another podcast later this week. In the meantime. Jamal Charles coming up on that podcast later this week. Are we done with the interruptions, Black Tie? I'm just saying. Uh, I'm, Jamal it's actual programming notes and, you know, important stuff here. I love that. Jamal Charles is going to be delightful. I feel bad for him that the, that his great season happened to be in the same year as Adrian Peterson's return from the injury. But either way, that's that. We'll be back later in the week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.